1: Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash to watch Sleeping Dogs,
2: now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery. The founder of Gaw Miners is going to jail. Good evening, I'm Mark Hoxstein, and this is Late Confirmation from Coindesk bringing you the top stories for September 14th, 2018. On today's program, R3's Corda packs the house in London, and IBM and Hesera launch a new blockchain Yellow Pages. In a moment, we'll speak with Coindesk reporter Rachel Rose O'Leary about recent developments on Ethereum's road to becoming scalable. But first, a word from our sponsor.
0: Master financial technology online with the 10-week Oxford FinTech program. Interacting with an international cohort of business leaders and over 60 guest experts, you'll gain a practical introduction to key financial technologies and their business applications. Find out more at OxfordExecFintech.com.
2: And we're back. Vlad Zamfir and some other developers on Ethereum have completed a proof of concept for sharding, one of the most hotly anticipated Scaling solutions for the second largest blockchain. Here to discuss this development is our resident Ethereum doyen, Rachel Rose O'Leary. Rachel, the first thing that comes to mind when I hear the term proof of concept, I imagine people just rolling their eyes because we've had so many POCs in this space that uh, there's a bit of fatigue. Why is this particular proof of concept important?
1: Yeah, I mean, so essentially, I totally get what you're saying because proof of concept has all these kind of different meanings depending on what you're talking about. But in this case, um, it's just demonstrating that uh, one aspect of an idea works in practice. Um, so the so it's a very early code implementation that lacks a lot of kind of fundamental architectural features that it would need in order to be a real working um Uh, software and so what this particular proof of concept does is it implements um, like one aspect of um, Vlad Zamfir's research into sharding which is quite an important one and so what it implements is um, a form of cross-shard communication um, which basically just means that different shards on a post-sharding sharded blockchain, so when Ethereum's being split up into kind of more manageable chunks, that they can communicate. And what it means to communicate basically is to send ETH or Ether from one shard to the other, but also other kinds of uh, communications like calls and so on. So he's proved, he's proved that that can work in software, which is quite exciting.
2: So what does this mean for Ethereum scaling in general?
1: Sure. Um. So sp- I spoke about Vlad about this yesterday, and he was, um, sort of very clear that, um, in terms of the broadening uh, scale, the broader scaling roadmap, um, this proof of concept has little or no significance. And the reason why he made that point was because, um, it by implementing it in code, um, it didn't actually solve any of the known research problems, so it didn't actually progress what's still very much in the kind of um, uh, in the engineering phase. Um, it didn't progress any of that. All it did was sort of bring like previously kind of known research into software. And and by putting it in software, it essentially serves an educational role. Um, but it doesn't necessarily speed the progression into, into scaling any faster. But that said, you know, uh, at some point, all of the research is going to have to be coded up. Like it was going to happen at some point. So.
2: And speaking of Ethereum, you were listening to the biweekly developer call that they held today. Uh, what uh, news came out of that event?
1: Yeah, so um, the calls recently, uh, which happen every two weeks, have been very much about um, Constantinople, which is the upcoming uh, system-wide upgrade, which um, includes a kind of um, a bunch of very small technical changes and then some more kind of uh, uh, Kind of uh, co- contentious uh, changes, like it, it's going to slightly lower the ether reward per block. Um, but what today was interesting because developers um, finalized a date for when this hard fork is going to activate on the Ethereum testnet called Robston. So that basically means it's going to activate on in a kind of simulation of Ethereum, which mim- mimics the conditions of Ethereum but doesn't have any real ether on it. Um, so yeah, so, they, so they're going to they're gonna activate that in October, it looks like, on Robson. Um, and then in terms of the timeline for the um, Constantinople itself, activating on the main chain, that was discussed, but it kind of seems like the emphasis is on getting the testing done as kind of as smoothly as possible. Um, and in terms of timing, it's probably still a few months away.
2: Finally, I want to talk about the... Push in Ethereum against specialized mining chips known as ASICs. I know there's a lot of concern that, just as happened in Bitcoin, that ASICs are pushing the mining power to be consolidated in Ethereum. Uh, what's going on on that front?
1: Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, there was sort of a uh, uh, there was a kind of tense or. or a moment on the call where Hudson Jemson, who's the um, kind of person who adjudicates the discussion, um, asked everyone their opinions on ASIC resistance. And there was just this kind of long stretch of silence. Um, So I I mean, I think I think there's there's people are quite polarized on it. Um, There's a lot of people who argue that um, that ASICs don't, in fact, damage uh, have damaging impact on the security of the network. There's other people, particularly um miners who are currently operating um general purpose hardware, um, who can't compete with this kind of new generation of miners that are coming coming in. They're they're, they're arguing a lot to have um to have developers implement some kind of code change that would make it so that uh, these ASICs um are, are are drawn off the network. Um, at the moment, it's it's very obvious that no such proof of work change would happen in Constantinople. Um, it's possible that it could go into the subsequent hard fork, which is planned for eight months later, which is called Istanbul. Um, but then uh, a researcher called Danny Ryan made another interesting point where he said that actually um, the research into Casper, which is like um, a, a kind of virtualization of the mining process, which doesn't rely on hardware at all, um, that this new kind of consensus system was actually progressing quite quickly. So he sort of suggested that by the time Istanbul is being discussed um, it might we might be too close to to proof of stake to want to um, remove the Asics at that point.
2: Right, right. Because uh, Ethereum is moving away from proof of work anyway, uh, yeah. so so it would it would only be uh, it would only be a temporary measure.
1: Yeah, but I will just note that um, I guess one of the leading arguments for um, removing Asics is Asics are a single purpose. Um, Hardware, so they're tailored to function for one algorithm. Um, whereas general purpose units can quite easily flip between different cryptocurrencies. So, one of the kind of lead one of the core kind of arguments for not having ASICs on the network is that when it comes to proof of stake, um, those ASICs are naturally incentivized to create a new version of Ethereum, which it's still proof of work because they have no other option of what to do with their hardware. So,
2: Rachel, if these miners Uh, want to uh, maximize the return on investment from their ASICs after proof of stake, couldn't they just switch to Ethereum Classic? Uh,
1: Yeah, quite possibly they could.
2: (laughs) Well, we'll be keeping tabs on Ethereum as all these uh, technical debates uh, continue, uh, continue to progress. Rachel, thanks for joining us and thanks for the insight.
1: No problem. Thanks very much.
0: Late Confirmation is brought to you by Oxford University's Said Business School. You can now study fintech entirely online with Oxford University's Saeed Business School. The 10-week program gives you the tools you need to build the future of transactions and commerce. You'll explore emerging technologies that will disrupt marketplaces and financial services, and examine the state of the industry and plan disruptive intra- and entrepreneurial interventions. Throughout the program, you'll be exposed to key ideas, principles, and frameworks from CEOs of leading startups, corporate leaders, and instructional leaders at the forefront of research in the space of future commerce and transactions. Find out more at OxfordExecFintech.com.
2: IBM has teamed up with the enterprise blockchain firm Hesera to launch a directory of blockchain projects around the globe. This yellow-pages-style directory is built on the Hyperledger Fabric 1.0 and called Unbounded Registry. As Vice President at IBM Blockchain Jerry Cuomo explained, this will help companies who are looking to adopt blockchain find options and partners. It's especially useful in the case of private networks that are invitation-only. The registry contains projects launched by startups and major financial and technology giants like IBM, Huawei, Oracle, SAP, and the Hong Kong Monetary Authority. Each record has a brief explanation and a list of recent news events related to the listed project. Also, registered users can use a channel to directly message the teams they want to contact. And startups can add information about themselves to the database. Josh Garza, CEO of the now-defunct crypto mining company Gaw Miners, has been sentenced to 21 months in prison. Last year, Garda pleaded guilty to a wire fraud charge. The investigation started in 2014. Gaw operated as a reseller and distributor of mining equipment, advertising that it would purchase and operate machines on behalf of customers. But soon, people started to express skepticism about Gaw's figures and its actual capacity. The Securities and Exchange Commission and the Justice Department later charged that Gaw was acting as a Ponzi scheme selling more crypto-mining processing power than it actually had. The company's collapse in 2015 confirmed these allegations, and the regulators filed lawsuits. GAW also was infamous for a cryptocurrency called Paycoin, and it's promised that the price of Paycoin wouldn't go lower than $20. If you look at the charts right now, it's well under a penny. A U.S. district judge also held Garza liable for more than $9 million. If you're a regular listener of this show, you know that the first ever Consensus Singapore is just days away, kicking off September 19th. We talk about Consensus every episode because it's such a big deal. 75 speakers, industry announcements, networking. It's a fantastic place to grow your business, and tickets are still available. Register today at coindesk.com backslash events. Over in London, this week, R3 hosted Corticon, an annual forum for R3 platform developers and adopters. Ian Allison, our correspondent in London, reports that the event was packed. Important announcements came from both business and state players. The UK government's Her Majesty's Land Registry announced that it would use Corda to digitize the house buying process as part of its Digital Street Project. Also, the country's financial conduct authority said the technology has been far and away the most popular inside its regulatory sandbox. Meanwhile, some consortiums from the insurance and trade finance industries that previously had been building on rival platforms like Hyperledger Fabric chose Corda and talked about their decision. Also, it was announced that Corda Marketplace, a pseudo-app store for solutions on Corda, Cordapps, is now live and includes over 200 companies. And all of this should be viewed in light of the rumors and uh, reports about R3's financial health, which uh, may well be true, but it looks like, uh, if nothing else, R3 has built a community around its software. For more on today's stories and to subscribe to our newsletter, check out Coindesk.com. You can find us on Twitter, at Coindesk. For Coindesk, I'm Mark Hockstein, and this has been Late Confirmation. Have a great weekend.